0: Welcome friends. You're listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Welcome back to the podcast and thanks so much for being here. Y'all, Unstuffed is open. The doors are open. We are currently accepting new members into the unstuffed community. So if you have been waiting for the official announcement, here it is. Do not wait. The doors close on July 1st. We don't let anyone in after that date. It is done. It is over. So if you are someone who wants to join a community that is here to support you, teach you the habits that will sustain your progress for life, and give you a step-by-step framework to help you really understand your relationship with food, your body, and overcome your obstacles, this is the time to jump in. Today, we are going to talk about what you have to do in order to make progress, and why you should probably stop saying, I have to, if you actually want the process to be enjoyable, and if you want the process to actually work for you. I have to is one of the crappiest statements because it really does screw you, so we are going to talk all about that today. So let's chat about the things that you think you have to do when we consider one of the reasons why weight loss is so challenging for people to get started, for people to keep going and for people to maintain is partially because they have a story around what they have to do. And if what you think you have to do sounds like complaining, sounds like drama, sounds like it's going to be very difficult, like a bunch of sacrifice. If the label is no pain, no gain, then you're going to really struggle with executing those behaviors or even getting started in the first place. So here is something that I want to remind you of, and I want you to remind yourself of, and really listen to me here. Whatever you are telling yourself that you have to do in order to be successful, you're wrong. No, you do not have to. There is nothing you have to do. There are a million and one different strategies to getting into a calorie deficit and losing some weight. I teach habits and I help people overcome their emotional ties to food. So if you're following me and you're listening to what I have to say, and then you think, well, that sounds really difficult or really slow, or that's too hard, just tell me what to do. And then you think that you have to do the habit, you have to process the emotions, You have to sit at the table and eat undistracted. No, you fucking don't. You could definitely do something else if you want to. You don't have to do anything. And when you think that you do have to do all the things, you overwhelm your own brain instead of allowing it to work for you. If you don't follow me and you're unfamiliar with my work, then you may think you have to count calories or macros or do some stupid shit like that. But you don't have to do that either. You don't have to do what I say. And you don't have to do what those diets say or what anybody else says. Now, there are biological facts when it comes to the result that you want. There has to be at least some time in some sort of energy deficit if weight loss is the goal. But what you have to do in order to get into that deficit is up for debate. When I work with clients, I regularly hear complaints about what they have to do, why it's so hard to do these things, and this is why they haven't made any progress. But it's not the reason that they haven't made any progress. The reason they haven't made any progress is because their attitude is so shitty about the things that they think they have to do that they put them all in the same box of importance and priority, and then they do none of them. They are too busy judging themselves for not doing everything right, but then they don't even notice the things that they could be doing or are willing to do that might make a difference. This is why it's so important to look at things through this lens. If you take an attitude that you have to do all the things, and if you're not perfect or really, really, really consistent, then why bother doing any of it? Then you miss the opportunity to think about what am I willing to do in order to build up a skill set that is required to take the next step? So you waste a ton of time spinning your wheels, waiting for the perfect day, the perfect week or the perfect life. And you don't spend your days collecting small wins over and over and over again that create a new baseline that make it really easy to repeat these things successfully. Think about it this way. If I ask you to drink one glass of water, that would probably not be a very big ask. If you were drinking no water at all, it's not that big of a level up. But if I ask you to drink a gallon of water when you aren't drinking any water, then you would probably feel like that was very challenging. But if you drink one glass of water every day for two weeks, then you might be willing to have a second glass of water every day without any mental drama. You would probably not find that it took much more effort or energy to fill up your glass that second time around. Because your proximity to where you want to go and where you are today is pretty close, the barrier is not that big. If you do that for a year, just add another glass of water whenever you felt like it was really easy to drink the previous amount, then over time you would be drinking enough water to see the benefit of the original goal and it wouldn't be that difficult for you to say that you have created a helpful habit for life. Now I'm not suggesting you drink a gallon of water a day. I'm just using it as a very simple example because it's easy to explain and easy to see. Now, if you had just started drinking a gallon a day right off the bat, the chances that you would still be doing that 10 years from now is really, really, it's low because you're just blindly following instruction and having to use a ton of willpower in order to do it. But you miss the opportunity to find your own sweet spot. If you just dive right in, use a bunch of willpower and burn out before ever seeing the actual benefit, You may miss the chance to realize that you got a lot of benefits from a half a gallon of water a day and you never actually had to get to that gallon, but you imagined that you had to drink a gallon a day every day for the rest of your life and then you felt miserable and you quit. I provide my clients with a framework of habits that I want them to follow and I introduce them slowly. We take it one step at a time. Even though it feels much slower to them, especially in the beginning than their traditional dieting habits or dieting rules, I should say, it is still relatively a fast pace considering the changes that I'm asking them to make. If this client chooses to box check their way through the habit, and if you wanna know more about box checking, go back to some of my previous episodes because I talk about it there meaning they do the habits blindly and perfectly, and they use a lot of willpower in order to make sure they get it done. That's what box checking is, just checking the box, doing the habit or the behavior that you're asked to do without any thought, autonomy, not allowing yourself to struggle, and using willpower when it feels hard. This can be a helpful strategy at times. So again, go back and listen to the box checking episode. But in this case... When you box check through the entire program, I can almost guarantee that six months from the time that they learn all the habits, they will be sliding back to their old behaviors and feeling very frustrated. And six months is a generous timeline here because they didn't really take the time to figure out what their sweet spot was because they just followed instructions without curiosity, without allowing themselves to feel their feelings about it, without considering where they are and what it was going to take energy-wise, time-wise in order to sustain what I'm asking them to do and actually decide whether or not that was going to work for them in that moment of their life. They start reverting back to what was comfortable when their willpower runs out. One thing that I work for a long time with clients on is inviting hunger to every meal before they eat. If they use willpower to do this, then they really struggle to continue because they are more comfortable eating by the clock and at certain times, or they have a fear around experiencing physical hunger due to food scarcity, dieting history, and things like that. But if they were going to think about this habit through the lens of curiosity and experimenting, they might find that they could be very successful by scaling this back. Scaling the habit is built into the way that I coach clients for that reason. But everyone is different in what they have to overcome and how long it takes to feel comfortable with those habits. So while I work on just morning hunger for a while with a client, the expectation is that they will eventually be inviting hunger to lunch and then dinner. And my clients are not stupid and I don't treat them like they are. And so because they're not stupid and because they have a human brain and they want the desired result as fast as possible, Oftentimes, they try to rush the process by practicing the second and third meal ahead of time. Before I introduce that habit to them, they're already doing it. What they miss out on when they do this is getting to know what dose they are going to need of this habit and to turn the alarm bells off in their brain because their brain isn't having to make too many changes at once. And that's really hard. They may have a hard time with morning hunger, but then by lunchtime hunger, they are struggling and using a lot of willpower. And then by dinner, it feels almost impossible because they tried to change so many things at the same time, but then they end up overeating or panic eating at the end of the day or picking at their food while they're preparing their meal. And that ends up just adding pointless calories that aren't pleasurable, that aren't adding to the eating experience and that are really hard to troubleshoot and keep track of because you almost don't remember doing it. It just feels really hard all the time. There's a lot of effort being put forth and not a lot of payoff. If they would have just stopped and allowed the time that they need inviting gentle morning hunger, they may start seeing some changes and benefits just from that one habit alone. There may be no reason to go to the next meal anytime soon because we want to get the most out of what we're currently doing before adding more challenges. And that's what I mean by finding the sweet spot. I know that everybody wants results as quickly as possible and I understand why. You want to be having a different emotional experience than you were having before you started. Because I know how the human brain works and I know how much it likes the habit and routine and autopilot, I know how important it is to make smaller changes on repeat instead of these big life altering changes. Your brain won't keep up that energy. If the trade-off is feel miserable in the body you have today and the relationship with food you have today, or feel miserable trying to willpower your way through dieting and habit changes or behavior changes, then I promise you your brain is going to guide you right back to what you are already comfortable with, what is already established. That means that when your desire for a new emotional experience starts to run dry, and it will, and the willpower runs out, and it will, then your automatic and default behaviors are going to be the ones that you turn to because you haven't allowed yourself enough time and practice to create any new skills or habits. Because you thought you had to do everything all at once and perfectly, you burn yourself out because the experience isn't any better than you expected it to be. The truth is, you don't know what you're going to have to do. I don't even know what you're going to have to do because you are an individual human being. You can follow habits, rules, or any framework, and it may be successful, and you may still have not had to do all the things that you did to create the success. Now, I have a pretty good idea of some of the things that would be really helpful for you, and I give my clients all of those ideas, but I don't give them to them all at once because I know that that sets them up for failure. We take an individual approach. We work together as a team. We get to know what is going on in their psyche that helps support behavior change or throws up walls and becomes obstacles to behavior change. I'm a huge fan of doing the least amount of effort for the maximum amount of result. So if there's some part of whatever program you're doing that you're resisting and it's causing you to do nothing because you think you have to do it all in order to be successful, I'm inviting you to question that. You don't have to do shit. Remind yourself of that. Every time you say, I have to do this, tell yourself, no, you don't. You don't have to do shit. So what do you want to do? Because if your attitude is, I have to, and you're feeling resentful, it's not going to be able to help you make better choices. Change it to, what am I willing to do? What am I willing to try? What might be easier than what I'm currently thinking of? What might be really helpful? if I just gave it a shot, how can I lower the bar? What would it feel like if I just tried this one thing? If I was going to have an imperfect day and still consider it a success, what are some of the things I would have done that made it that way? What habit or behavior could I start doing now that would pay off if I look at my life 10 years in the future and I'm still doing it? What is the half-assed version of the behavior that I'm trying to accomplish right now? Could I make it a little easier for myself or a lot easier? What parts of my self-talk are leaving me in self-sabotage? What am I willing to be wrong about? How could my behaviors look different on an easy day versus a hard day and still support my goal? Is the change I'm considering necessary and do I already have the skills required in order to start it? If not, how do I find those skills? If I do a gut check, how do I feel about giving this a try? If it feels bad, is there an easier version or something else I could focus on that's not related to this particular thing? What other path could I take? Would I be ready to try this two weeks from now, six months from now, a year from now, or two years from now? What would the consequences be of me doing this over time? What would be the benefit of me doing this over time? Take a moment just to reflect. What other areas of your life are you telling yourself you have to? I have to go to work. I have to take care of my kid. I have to clean the house. I have to cook dinner. I have to exercise. Think about how that feels to say I have to. That is exhausting. There are always alternatives. There are consequences to what you choose, but how does it help you to take away your choice by saying have to? All that does is lead to resentment, exhaustion, fear, burnout, and self-criticism when you don't get it done. What do you want to do? Why do you want to do it? Why do you want to take care of your kid or go to work? You may not feel like it all the time, but overall, you want to, in your kid's case, Probably because you would rather take care of him than let him starve and be abandoned. There are probably some really special things that happen in your relationship with the kiddo. Same thing with work. You want to go to work. You may not feel like it all the time, but you want what work provides you. You want to show up even if you don't feel like showing up. Do you know how I know? Because you do. The same goes for any habit change you make around food and your body and exercise. You don't have to want to do it all the time. You don't have to want to do the things that you're telling yourself you have to do. But what do you want to do? You always, always, always have a choice. It's probably not as hard as you think it's going to be when you take the steps you scale it back and meet yourself where you are compassionately, like a friend, like a loved one. Go back to the episode where I talk about being in a relationship with yourself and how you treat yourself. That is the energy you want to be making these decisions from. This is not about what you have to do. Saying it that way makes it hard because it's your thinking that makes it hard. Change your thoughts. Be willing to experiment. Be willing to be wrong. Be willing to try something different, to scale it back, to let it go slower than you think that it should, and just keep going. So many people spin their wheels forever and ever, and they put forth so much effort into getting nothing because of this all or nothing I have to thinking. If they would have just changed one thing instead of saying, I have to do it all a year from now, huge benefits and also probably willing and ready to do something else that a year from then would also produce huge benefits. But instead they do what I did and they spent decades spinning their wheels, trying to be perfect, losing and regaining weight, feeling really frustrated, feeling down on myself, criticizing myself because I didn't think I had willpower or commitment or discipline. None of that was true. I just didn't know myself. I just didn't know how to ask myself the right questions. Instead, I followed the advice of people that were handing out diets, programs, protocols, and I didn't take the time to ask myself what I wanted, what I needed, what was sustainable for me, what would feel good to me, what I'd be willing to do over and over and over, even on days that I didn't really feel like doing it. What would I be willing to start and never quit? I didn't know how to ask those questions, and maybe you don't either, but now you do. Now you have a chance to start looking at things differently and stop saying, I have to. All right. That is all I have for you today. I know that was a mouthful. I would love to hear what you think of this episode, what you took away. So reach out to me. Tell me what you thought about it. Tell me what you're going to do with this information, how you're going to get started and how you're going to make it easy. Tell me what you used to think you had to do. Write that list down. And then scribble it all out and then ask yourself what you're willing to do and tell me all about it. I want to hear. If you are waiting for Unstuffed, the doors are open. So please do not wait. We get started right away. All of that information is going to be in the show notes. You don't have to go digging for it. You just scroll down on your phone. The links are there. Click the link. Sign up. If you have questions, do not hesitate to reach out. My inbox is always open for you. Now... If you love this episode, do the cool thing and support the show by leaving a rating and review. Really, really, that helps me so much more than you know. Screenshot the episode and share it on social media and tag me so that I can come and show you some love. Again, all that information is in the show notes. If you have questions or thoughts on this episode, ideas for future episodes, or if you want to learn about how we can work together outside of the group format, one-on-one, drop it in my inbox. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye.